Hello, and welcome to the One Trust Talks Tech Podcast. This is episode number eight, recorded on July 10th, 2023. My name is Roger Dean, and I work on the product team here at One Trust, and will be acting as the host of this podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about a new feature coming to OneTrust called Issues Management. Since I'm not an expert on this by any means, I've asked Wesley Johnson to come on to give us the details of what this new feature is all about. Before we get to the guests, though, just a quick reminder that this podcast reflects OneTrust's current expectations for product capabilities. Be advised that dates and features may be subject to change and should not be relied upon when making purchasing decisions. Okay, now let's move on to issues management. As I mentioned, joining us today is Wesley Johnson, who is a group product manager. Wes, thanks for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Roger. Excited to be here. I cannot wait to hear you talk about this because this is something I really want to learn about. So just let's just start off with what is issues management? What, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so issue management is a new GRC key capability that helps organizations better identify, track, resolve, and report on issues that are missing or ineffective controls in your InfoSec program. Um, and it's a net new feature at One um, at One Trust, uh, available by preview. Uh, and again, yeah, excited to dig in more on on how our customers can use it. So, I'm kind of confused, and, and granted, I'm not a privacy guy or I'm not a GRC guy. I've come into this. I'm trying to learn as best I can. But uh, what is the difference between like an issue and a risk and an incident, and and how does all that tie together? Yeah. So one of the the main reasons why we invested in building this product is that if you look at the OneTrust platform today, most of our customers are using some form of a risk as an issue. Um, and that's really not their fault. That's just because, you know, frankly, that was what we had available to track and mitigate risks and issues in the GRC product and how they map back to your compliance program, your controls and your policies. Um, but with the introduction of an issue, we've really been able to separate out risk issues and incidents where a risk is really the possibility or the potential of an occurrence of an incident. Um, and these are more evergreen, right? They live in your risk register um, and they are risk to your company's confidentiality, availability, or integrity of your company's data. Hmm. Um, and really where an issue then fits into that is those evergreen risks are then assessed using one of our other GRC products like compliance management or IT and security risk management. Um, and as a part of that, you might identify an issue, which is a lack of a control that has been identified that has a negative consequence, which impacts that organization from achieving those confidentiality, availability, and integrity. And so what an issue is, is, is it, it doesn't mean that something has happened all it means is that you're testing against, the, against those risks and you've identified that a issue uh, has arisen because the control is maybe uh, partially implemented or even not implemented. Uh -huh. And so then and then so where we get into it with an incident is an incident is actually the the the, the manifestation. manifestation. <laughs> I was going to say the same yeah, word exactly. of, of an yeah. issue. So. Exactly. For an example, let's say a risk might be that I have a hole in my firewall or that someone could breach my firewall. That's a risk. Yep. And then uh, an incident would be someone has breached my firewall, and then the, the issue might be that the firewall software is out of date. Yeah, exactly, Something. exactly, in, exactly. Okay, uh, and maybe, I don't know, I know you've got tons of other examples, maybe another example with respect to something not, not like technology related. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, my favorite example is the access of a, of a SaaS tool uh, in your company. So uh, your risk might be unauthorized access to, to data in a SaaS tool, let's say Salesforce. Okay. Um, and as a part of that, you're maintaining your vendor, let's say Salesforce, in OneTrust. And on some periodic basis, maybe it's quarterly, semi-yearly or yearly, you're going in and you're actually doing a, a risk assessment on that vendor. Mm -hmm. And as a part of that, you might have a question in there, which is like, what's your process as a company for uh, removing access to a user that has left the company, mm. right? And maybe as a Salesforce owner, and I'm going in and I'm reviewing it, and as a part of that assessment, I actually uncovered that, hey, we actually aren't, we don't have a great process in place for removing access. When somebody leaves the company and takes us two weeks with an IT ticket to get them removed, not the same day. And so as a part of that, there's a lack of control in place as it relates to your access control policies, right? And uh, and as it relates to your uh, software policies in terms of um, access to data, actions that can be taken and whatnot. And so actually as a part of that assessment, what we would now recommend in that use case is you're actually flagging an issue against that Salesforce vendor uh, and then hopefully you have a, a plan in place for uh, addressing the priority, such as, you know, maybe that's a critical issue. Uh, you would map it back to the controls and the policies that that's supposed to be in place. And then as a part of that, hopefully you actually take that issue through a workflow, uh, get a task, get an action plan in place and actually remediate it <clears throat> so that an incident doesn't occur. Right. So in that example earlier, an incident would be somebody actually does leave the company. They actually log into Salesforce, let's say, a week after and they do an export of all the customer information, the contracts, the amounts. Right, right. right. Uh, and that's the incident. So the the risk would be that someone's going to access Salesforce and they, they shouldn't. They're, they're, they left the company. They shouldn't have access. The issue is that the policies in place are taking way too long to remove, say, an employee that leaves the company. And then the incident would be that somebody actually left the company and then logged in because they they still had an ID and was able to access that data and export it. Exactly, exactly. And so you can see why in that use case, why an issue is so important to have in OneTrust and why we're so excited to introduce it because we really didn't have that in-between stage, right? Mm -hmm. We had a risk. And then what our customers were probably doing is they were flagging another risk, right? And then relating two risks to one another. But what that does is it just really pollutes your, your risk, risk register. Risk, pollutes the right? risk register yeah, with, exactly. with issues, yeah. Yeah, so how does this, how does this look in the product? How, do, how would, a, would someone who's an administrator go in and actually create an issue and link it to things? And is it, does it function kind of like, like we do with risk in an incidence? It's just now a, a different type of object? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So with issues, we've we've introduced uh, a handful of ways to to flag an issue in the tool, and all these are documented in my OneTrust. For anyone listening, they can go in and, and reference all the different ways. So number one is just manually creating an issue again, similar to to risk, where I'm going into my issue register, I'm creating an issue manually. Um, what we actually expect a lot of our customers and our users to be uh, using, using is uh, our new create issue rule that is now available in our risk uh, and control assessments. So as a part of that, um, you'll now have a create issue rule right below that create risk rule, and it'll function very similarly to it. Uh, and then, you know, going back to that example of like a Salesforce assessment or whatnot, 
um, that would be where that create issue rule can automatically generate an issue based on the responses given. So mm. ideally, you're not even having to manually review the, the the assessment to flag that issue, although that is yet another way that we support it is you can manually add an issue. We also just recommend having those automation uh, rules in place within the template to automatically track it. Got it. Uh, and okay. then lastly, uh, we have integrations in our integration manager. And of course, we're, we're actively wrapping up all of our public APIs as well, just in case you use a third-party tool uh, that you want to talk back and forth with and have that issue created or updated. Right, right. And for those of you who are, haven't listened to the previous podcast, you can go back one or two, I think, and listen to the discussion I had with Josue about APIs, SDKs, and integrations that Wes just mentioned. So um, that that would be a great way to do that if you're using a third-party tool and you wanted to create uh, an issue in OneTrust, just call those APIs to do that. That's awesome. Um, I, so what comes to mind is, is like I, I bet customers have been really chomping at the bit to get something like this because their their risk register is growing with issues that shouldn't be, and that I, I'm sure that there you know these issues every there are always issues with risks, and this is just going to be a phenomenally popular new feature, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in order to, to do that, I think the, the first step in sort of making that transition from, you know, a risk-based approach to an issue tied to risk is really, number one, look at your, your risk register and try and do a little bit of cleanup, right? right? Where are those risks that are really issues and where can you go in and actually just bulk import in some of those details, right? What I would suggest is you can export your risks, get together in the risk register, find which ones are issues, and then import them in as issues. And then from there, you actually have started to segregate out those evergreen risks, which are, are risks that can always occur in your business. And then you've actually shifted that over to issues, which are more of a point in time, right? Issues can be remediated, but then they can pop back up, right? right. So when you look at issues, um, they're more of a workflow, a ticket workflow, where the goal is to actually go through a workflow and, and close it out and remediate it. Whereas our risks, you know, in an ideal uh, workflow, you're really monitoring or reviewing, um, but they're never really fully mitigated, right? right. Because well, controls can always update. Yeah, I mean, a risk, you're always going to have the risk in your example of someone's going to get into Salesforce and you may mitigate or you may fix the issue with respect to a user leaving the company, but that doesn't mean that, there's still not a risk of someone getting into Salesforce one way or another and, and getting to that data. Or like I used in my example, where it's a, a firewall issue or something, that that risk is never going to go away. As long as as much mitigation, as much as you do at updating and all that stuff, you're still, it's always a risk that someone's going to take advantage of that. So I can see how there's a distinct difference between an evergreen risk that's just always there and, and how, um, what are the issues that you're currently experiencing about it experiencing with it and whether or not, you know, it's fixed or not. So yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about what, like, is this, uh, is this feature going to be license related? Do you have to have enterprise? Do you have to have pro what, anything like that? And I know you mentioned it's in preview, uh, kind of what does that mean? And, and maybe when do we expect this to be out? Yeah, so this is on track for our OneTrust summer release, which should come out in uh, a month, a month and a half. And as a part of this, right now, this is available within our GRC cloud. So when we talk about issues, um, you're going to see issues within your IT 
uh, risk module, your enterprise policy module, and then of course our upcoming preview module, which is compliance management. Um, and as a part of this, this is going to be available for our upcoming tech risk SKU, which is a, a net new SKU that uh, we are making updates to. And then of course, if you request it in the interim uh, as a preview feature, if you are an ITRM, EPM or compliance customer, uh, a simple request through your uh, customer success manager or your technical account manager. And as long as you own one of those products, we'll turn it on uh, regardless of if it's standard advanced or enterprise. Got it. Yeah, okay, perfect. And uh, yeah, that summer release, I think is gonna be out in September timeframe to coincide with our Trust Week events that are in the yes. second half of September. So um, we'll see it in preview up until that point. And as I mentioned on a couple of podcasts before, the seasonal releases occur once a quarter. So that one will actually be in the September timeframe. And that's when it will be, I guess, West generally available for everyone in the product, as long as you own the, yeah, li the right license. Yes, exactly. Yep. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Okay, super. Well, I, I've learned a lot here. Uh, any closing comments you want to add or just everyone go out and use issues? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, number one, everyone go out and use issues. And number two, if you want uh, anything in depth, if we rattled off something a little bit too quick, we do have FAQs and our roadmap, as well as just some high level procedurals in my OneTrust. So if you're looking to learn more about it, what our roadmap looks like, some frequently asked questions, or just how to implement it and some guides that you want to share with your team, all of that is available in my OneTrust. All you need to do is search issue management in that about issue management section should come up and that should be a great launching off point for all things learning about issues and how to use it in your tenant. Super. And and also I'm working on a hands-on lab for this as well, which should be out. I keep saying a couple of weeks. Um, I keep getting interrupted by other things, but hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll have a hands-on lab out. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with hands-on labs, we do have labs available for pretty much all of our products and a ton of features. You can go to labs.onetrust.com and you can jump in there. Basically, you, you start a lab, which will give you a temporary tenant in a OneTrust environment, step-by-step -step guide on how to set up and configure some of these things. So with Wes's help, I've been able to start uh, creating a, an issues lab, issue lab where you, know, you can go through and create an issue and, and do all this cool stuff with it. So hopefully that'll be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, Wes, thanks a lot so much. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It makes things a lot clearer for me. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Roger. All right. That wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening next week. Again, I'm hoping to have Julian on. We can talk about mobile apps. I know he's been under a lot of pressure to get some stuff done and released. Uh, we'll also take a look at the, I think we'll take a look at the July release, which is coming out in mid-July. I think next week is release week, so it may be the week after. Um, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or requests uh, for guests or for topics, please email me at podcast at onetrust.com and uh, let me know what you think. Thanks again for listening as always. I appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week.